1: Thursday morning and welcome to a uh, Arch Thursday uh, edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM. We are yours, Trudy Neville James. It's October the 5th, Thursday, October the 5th, and it's a beautiful day in paradise. Cloudy, but uh, you know we um been um, dealing with some rain over the last 48 hours. And I read on a source that um, <clears throat> St. Thomas has been without power uh, for an extended amount of time. Um, I hope that uh, at least some of the feeders have been restored. I read, I was reading an article. And it says uh, Unit 15 um, must have tripped or whatever, uh, had a problem, and... Um, The cascading effect has impacted the other units. And um, unfortunately, uh, Allison Thomas was done based on uh, the story that I read. Um, Hold on. Let me read it as written. Power out. Power is out across St. Thomas and St. John Thursday morning following the loss of generation capacity at the Randolph-Harley Power Plant. Virginia's Water and Power Authority announced plant personnel have been actively troubleshooting since Generation Unit 15 tripped at approximately 1 20 AM. The loss of generation was caused by an excitation issue on Unit 15, which cascaded to the other generating units. Currently there is no estimated time of restoration. So this was a 6.20 a.m. press release. It's been an hour and 40 minutes since then. And apparent, unfortunately, some customers have been without power since 5 a.m. yesterday morning because Tropical Storm Philippe brought heavy winds and rain to the area. And even though Philippe was 445 miles north of St. Thomas this morning, it uh had produced some heavy rain across the islands. You know, we got a major hit here on the St. Croix side Tuesday night. And then yesterday morning, um, while well, um, we were having some bush tea, we were doing Henry and John Canegueta. Uh, Ducks School, Donald Ducks School the handle. He lives on the north side of St. Thomas. I see me to let me know that it was raining cats and dogs. Yesterday morning, which was, I'd say, a good 10, 11 hours after we had gotten pelted the night before. So that goes to show you how storms moves, how um, bands associated with a system could impact two islands a mere 40 miles apart differently. We we're gonna get any rain? A significant rain yesterday morning. Check. So, um, sorry to hear that. Um, the power hour gonna be in effect tomorrow, like it is on the first Friday uh, of every month. So, uh, the Energy Office Director, Mr. Kyle Fleming, he is the the governing board for the Water and Power Authority's chairman. So hopefully uh, we can get some more um, good news, positive details, because as it stands right now, this ain't no way to be functioning. Um, And this is coming from somebody who, uh, over the years, has uh, defended the authority simply because it belongs to us, and we need to. Be better, do better, and provide better because of that. But uh, the authority has been... uh, And this predates the current administration and current leadership. The authority has been wrought with politics. Uh, And one of the things that um, I found annoying when uh, those of us externally uh, arrived at, at that conclusion they keep telling us uh, well are you in engineers are you in technocrats I really don't know what a be going on inside that and while that may be factually correct we know we're paying our Wappa bill That we know, and we know about efficiency, the lack thereof, uh, affordability, and you know, all those abilities. And this is 20 years in the making when LIAC became an acronym that was a part of our everyday speech vernacular Levelized Energy Adjustment Clause better known as the LIAC the oil bill that would take your consumption bill the regular bill to another level. You know how the, 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 the modern day slang is? There are levels to this? Well, the league used to, unfortunately, adversely impact the levels that we paid. While the commodity was being manufactured literally in our backyard. I mean, what they did to us, PDVSA and in the last 10, 12, 14 years before, early 2012 when they said they done, that was unconscionable. They, they literally abused us. When concessions, additional concessions because it was actually a concession agreement as a matter of fact but real dollar concessions per per gallon of oil that we should have been benefiting from because you know we really should have been subject to that free market rule they killed us, man, and that, and the thing about that, that money wasn't circulating. You know, once they were paid, and that money left the territory, you wanna come in back. And for us to still be struggling, you know, had we saved that money, I think we're uh, at least benefited from a, you know a, a more fair formula. That 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 money could have been reinvested. Over the years, we're talking billions, man. Not millions. Um Mr Engineer, see if we could call the, the water weather service so we could find out. Maybe we could get it out of the way now, so that tomorrow when we have the power hour from eight to nine and um eighty one C Zach Zook uh joining us, that we won't have to interrupt them since we got some time now. Um, and tomorrow go, go, go float. good morning to the weather service in San Juan how are you good how are you I'm good Ian yes bien? Sí, bien we're good we're good we're good a lot of rain um, St. Thomas is struggling we got power outage in St. Thomas how did you guys make um, out with the rain
2: um, at least eastern Puerto Rico got a lot of rain we had some urban flooding rivers out of its banks and things like that over eastern puerto rico but uh, so far i mean things are slowing down since actually right now we don't have any showers on the area
1: okay um it's gonna be a, a nice quiet weekend right
2: yeah it's well it's kind of we have a, a tropical wave that is expected to move across the area tomorrow with that we can expect some showers in the area um that combined with moisture from philippe you know i'm saying uh, philippe is about 500 miles north <laughs> of uh, the area and why is it still tail.
1: why is it still impacting us if it's that far, yeah away?
2: because it's pulling moisture it is generating a southerly flow and with that southerly flow it pulls moisture from the caribbean over us um perhaps the virgin Islands should not see a lot of activity with that southerly flow mostly because it, it gets reflected on on local effects and anything that develops over or or mountainous areas but with that tropical wave moving across the area tomorrow, then we could expect some increased activity. So more more rain over the area, which I know some of the islands don't need anymore right now, but it's coming.
1: What should we expect from a, a humidity standpoint now that the system is pulling?
2: I mean, humidity-wise, I mean, if you're talking about precipital water, it should be above 2 inches um, so that's significant, and of course, also with southerly flow, we have high temperatures. So we could see some some uh, some warm to hot conditions over the islands at least today and tomorrow when we have those southerly winds. Um, shower activity wise, we may see some steering some um, um, streamers, meaning lines of showers that develop from the islands or montanas areas, but it should not have any significant impact today.
1: No, I'm looking at the, the the waters. They look nice and calm. Is this normal after a system works its way through a area?
2: Can you repeat the question, please?
1: No, I'm looking at the sea, uh, the Caribbean Sea, and around St. Croix, and it's nice and calm. Is this normal yes. after a system works its way through?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. If we don't have anything that could generate strong winds or anything like that. Is, is that what you're referring? We just have that tail that we call it like the feeder band. Mm-hmm. But it's actually right now, It's it's let's see. Let me look at the radar this other way quickly. It's, it looks like, seems like it's spreading more towards the lithium Antilles than us. But eventually it's expected to move over the area and again combined with that tropical wave we expect some showers especially during the overnight hours
1: and this system um, impacts um sahara dust right
2: no sahara yeah dust? after that we're expecting some saharan dust to move across the area uh, behind that wave so probably during the weekend early next week we may have some dust in the area but hmm. nothing significant of course for the for, for those that have some health issues you know that could be um exacerbated by the, that by the the dust, then yeah, it could, it's going to be considerable, but it's not going to reduce visibility that much.
1: How warm are, is it going to get over
2: the next three to four days? Now, it's going to be warm with southerly winds. Heat indices could be in the 102, 107, if not higher. At least for today, we don't have any advisories in effect for the islands, and it's because we have we're expecting a cloud cover. With cloud cover, and we may not see like high temperatures, but still with southerly winds, we expect warm conditions during the next few days.
1: Um, Ian Colon, thank you very much. Yeah,
2: uh, thanks for I- you.
1: Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk with you early next week. Okay, have a good day. You Bye. got it. That's uh, Ian Cologne, uh joining us uh, from the weather service down there in San Juan, as we deal with the, the aftermath of some rain as a result of Philippe, who hung around here for a while, right? Meandering—that's <laughs> the term analogy, right? And uh it impacted um, some ferry service between uh, the BVI and uh, the USVI. Oh, um I had gotten a um a press release uh, as it relates to schools. hold on there. Now this came out yesterday, right? Um, Virgin Department of Education would like to provide an update on public school operations in light of ongoing weather condition, conditions caused by Tropical Storm Philippe. This storm has caused heavy winds, rainfall, and ongoing power outage across the territory. Due to these adverse conditions, there will be an impact on public school operations on Thursday, October 5th, 2023 the public is advised that schools across the territory within the St. Thomas-St. John District and St. Croix District will be implementing a two-hour delayed school start time. This delay will allow for students to be in a safe environment at home while school maintenance teams conduct comprehensive assessments of each school, campus to determine the extent of weather-related effects um, custodial staff will also perform walkthroughs of the school premises to ensure proper cleaning procedures are implemented following these assessments the revised school operating hours for each public school will be communicated to the public it is important to note that with the implemented delay delayed to our start if a school is scheduled to start at 7 40 a.m. that school will then Start at 9 40 a.m. on Thursday, October 5th, 2023, which is today. All essential employees, to include kitchen workers, custodians, maintenance workers and laborers, and staggered school administrative teams, principals and assistant principals, are required to report to their designated campuses at 6 a.m. Right? That was for this morning further the unpredictable nature of the weather and ongoing power outages can result in overnight changes that may further affect school openings Virginia Department of Education has initiated all necessary protocols to ensure thorough assessments are conducted, prioritizing the safety and well-being of students, faculty, and staff Parents, guardians, and students are kindly asked to remain vigilant and stay updated by monitoring VIDE announcements and Virginia's police department alerts in the morning. We greatly appreciate your cooperation and attention to these updates as we work together across both districts. Now, this uh, press release that came out yesterday uh, from Michela Salomon, Solomon, Director of Public Relations and Communications, I'm sure has been compounded by the power outages, so um, if um, someone at the D Department of Education is listening, uh, please uh, reach out to us to let us know how the power outage on St Thomas, Islandwood I St John has uh affected what was an already altered schedule for today as it relates to the schools. Okay. And let us know what going on in that regard. Uh Philippe, for those of you who don't know as of 8 a.m. Uh is at uh, location 24 point nine latitude 24 point nine north, longitude sixty six point three west. Moving at ten miles per hour maximum sustained winds are 45 miles an hour and it is about 455 miles north of St. Thomas 520 miles south of Bermuda so kind of right in between the midway point okay so we'll take a break and we'll come back tropical storm warning is in effect for Bermuda okay and New England and, and Atlantic Canada should should monitor the progress of Philippe. Be back right after this.
0: At Bank of Saint Croix, Bank of Saint Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of Saint Croix has two locations: one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500, and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal. New money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of Saint Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofsaintcroix.com. Member FDIC.
3: WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Cultureman Silcat. Early bird tickets go on sale beginning Monday, October 16th through Tuesday, November 14th. Tickets will be available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at WTJX.org forward slash taste or Call 340-774-6255 or 340-690-7293. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, Antilly School, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, and the VI Housing Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget.
1: this and uh, I uh, should be hearing from the superintendent of schools in uh, St. Thomas, St. John, Mr. Stephen Juergen, my Scandinavian Scandinavian, uh, friend from over there in the St. Thomas, St. John uh, district. We're trying to create some calm here uh, in the territory. Good morning, Mr. Superintendent, St. Thomas, St. John, how are you? Good morning, Senator James. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. No, I know that when I call you, say I gain licks. But we we there we, 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 we we to actually uh, inform the public as to, you know, what we're dealing with. Now, um, a press release was sent out by the, the department yesterday, right? Altering today's right. start schedule by two hours, right? Right. And then um, that has been compounded by what's taking place with the Water and Power Authority? That's absolutely
4: correct.
1: So go right ahead. The, the
4: team... The teams over here um, in St. Thomas, St. John worked all yesterday and worked through the evening to ready our schools for this morning. So we were anticipating that, you know, everything would be fine. We would just have the two-hour delay to accommodate if, if there was, you know, any weather passing last night. But, um, you know, at around 1.20 this morning, we all woke up or um, realized that there was a power outage and it was island-wide and St. Thomas. So we're just in close contact with WAPA. They've been letting us know, giving us updates as to what's been going on, but we really need um, for our power to come back on before we're able to make our next decision. Our schools are ready to go. We got the green light for every school in the St. Thomas, St. John District. Um, The custodial staff, the administrators, even teachers, and they were all in schools just pitching in and and trying to ready our schools. Our schools are ready, um, but we just kind of got a left hook there that we just really can't do anything about. So we just thanked the parents this morning. I know we did have some parents um, drop some children off. Uh, I saw, I came at to of school this morning at 546 and there was a young man right there at, at that time. So I just kind of made contact with his parents and we've been doing that. Some teachers have been walking the children back into their neighborhoods up there in the, in the um, Sugar Estate area and that's what we're doing to just try to keep our children safe. We just want to thank the parents and the community because we know that these are some trying times, and, you know, we anticipate that, you know, as we continue to have issues with our water and power or the electricity, we'll just keep everyone abreast as to what's going on. We see that as our major line of defense.
1: So you're, uh, what you're saying is, unfortunately, the the the, the notice, the press release yesterday apparently didn't touch everyone like you hoped it would
4: right right so even though it went out and that's why we always try to tell parents to stay in touch to the look at our Facebook page the department's website because we really try to keep parents informed you know when the public is not knowledgeable it, it doesn't help any of us so we realize that that's the thing that we want to make sure we do always update the public
1: no. Um, as you're speaking to me, you're saying that we're still in a standstill um, because of the power situation in St. Thomas. Nothing has been restored?
4: That's correct. None of the power has been restored. I'm, again, I'm up here at Lockhart School. I've been in touch with the principals, all of them this morning. We still have no power, and that's why we're not in school at this time. No. So as the power comes back on, you know, the buses are out there pretty much waiting to accept the children. They haven't done so yet because they're waiting on whether we get word from Wapa as to how long it's going to take before the power has been restored.
1: No, you had a you had a scheduled 9:40 start time for today. Has that now been changed, or are you still working at 9:40, hoping that power well, will come out right anytime? time? we're
4: still working on the 9:40. 9:40 um, was the time given to high schools because they, they usually start at 7:40. But um, I can I can see that we're creeping up upon where that might be uh, needed to be adjusted as well. But we will come back and let the public know if
1: any adjustments are made. Now, um, so you, you you did you did your work yesterday, but I, I got some rain yesterday, man, it's in St. Thomas, right?
4: We got some rain. Well, last night, we didn't get too much rain last night. But what has happened is some of the ceiling tiles that were saturated, they fell, and so we cleaned that up this morning easily, but yesterday we got the most of the the um, damage, and we had to just pushing out a lot of water, and, you know, the modulars um, in the fold, we want to make sure that we um, just look around that area to make sure that the, the, the ceiling tiles are not so saturated, because they'll eventually crumble.
1: Okay, so, um, just to recap, um, we, we had a tentative start time for 9.40 today. Um, we but that a tentative
4: uh, two-hour delay. 2 hour delay. So uh, 9.40 uh, was really for high school. Mm-hmm. Um, In our elementary school that begins at 8.15 or 8 o'clock, they would have had the same two hours. So it, it really varied oh, um, by
1: the... Okay. By, by so so, so it could be nine forty, nine forty or 10.15 right. depending on what level of education we're talking about, right? Correct, correct. And correct. And, and then that was before we were adversely impacted with the weather, with the, with the power outage from early this morning. 4 a.m. Like we just said, that's territory. correct. That's correct. Okay, and so we're still waiting on the water and power authority. So as it stands right now, we're at a complete standstill as it relates to the restarts for schools.
4: Pretty much. Pretty
1: much. Okay, I just gotta. People um, are
4: allowing us to get the word out. If no, you know, you
1: know, no, we gotta do what we gotta do. You know, we're, we we into for information. Sure. You know I'm saying, on the matter of fact, I, I just got a text message from. Uh, Miss um, Bartlett on the St. Croix side. So let me let me let me make that information available as well. You keep on doing what you gotta do. You got a number. Reach out if you I have to, it. and we good. Okay.
4: Appreciate
1: you. All Have a good day. Okay, you too. On the um, St. Croix side, um, the educational complex will start at 9:40. As will the Career and Technical Education Center, John Woodson will start at 10. Pearl B. Lawson um, will start at 10:15. Ending at three fifteen. One in a guardian, same. K to 10.15 to three fifteen. Lumaco will start at ten thirty. And and uh end at three thirty. So we got five hour sc- sc- school day. Um uh Alfredo Andrews is also ten thirty to three thirty and Ricardo Richards is from ten thirty uh to three thirty. Okay, um, educational complex is from 9.40 uh, to 2.15. Tech, same thing. Woodson is from 10 o'clock to 2.45. Um, and let me read this um, narrative here real quick because we might have to be doing some in-house here at the WTJX, some, mod- some uh, modifications as well in terms of our guests. Uh, First version Department of Education announces Phase 2. Public school operations for St. Croix District on Thursday, October 5th. Assessments have been completed to evaluate the impact of weather related effects from Tropical Storm Philippe and the impact of WAPA power outages on school campuses. St. Croix schools will open according to a two hour delayed schedule. Bus services will be provided. Faculty and staff, faculty, staff, and paraprofessionals are required to report to their designated campuses at 9 a.m. Reminder, per phase one announcement, Central High School is closed. Rivera will distribute instructional packets at the school from 10 a.m. to 12.30 for virtual learning. Although assessments of schools in the St. Thomas St. John District have been completed and schools have been prepared for students and faculty based on a tour delayed start, St. Thomas St. John District is still without power at all schools due to WAPA. Due to the WAPA power outage, information regarding schools to times is impacted by schools being without power. Updated information regarding the St. Thomas St. John District is forthcoming. And of course, we just spoke um, with the band himself, Superintendent Stephen Jurgen. Okay? So um the Water Power already doing that. Um it looks like we're gonna have the um uh, State Historic Preservation Officer and Director, uh, Sean Cricker coming on. We're going to bring him on at 840, okay? We're bring him on at 840. Okay, uh, right now we're still dealing with some logistics as relates to uh, education with our public schools here uh, in the Virgin Islands. And it's a compounding, compounded situation on um, the St. Thomas, St. John's side because of a water and power authority problem on the rock. Okay? System, uh, Philippe, caused some problems over there. And uh, this go wrong. St. Thomas, St. John, Unit 15 um, had a problem generating power and it impacted all of the other units. Now, <clears throat> um, since I've been on, right, uh, we found out in 2020 when John Grio um, used to call the station, uh, he had informed us of the... The battery, right, that they were installing in St. John, right, and this is a classic example of why, right, that generator, right, was slated for installation on Love City because as it stands right now. Saint John is a um, victim of the Unit 15 um, problem on Saint Thomas, and had you know we done what we want, what we were talking about doing, and you know the twenty seventh of this month done three and a half years full you know we came out april 27, twenty twenty right and we've been talking about this plan three and a half years' forty two months man right? and we got just uh, a very straightforward question that you know that we're asking oh, by the way first of all um Bartlett thank you very much uh for the um for the for the information as it relates to St. Croix district and the updated and the phase two for St. Croix. Okay, thanks a lot. But we, we're asking a very straightforward question. Why things take so long, so, such brilliant ideas, such logical ideas of a generator for St. John, so that they're not dependent on the of Harley power plant to provide power for St. John, at least temporarily while St. Thomas struggling. Why do things take so long to, to come to fruition, man? And St. John, I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. St. John's needs as it relates to population is a fraction of, of St. Thomas and St. Croix, man. 10%? 4,000 people <clears throat> or thereabouts compared to 40,000, you know, on both St. Croix and St. Thomas, minimum. You know, I've been saying that the census didn't capture everybody. But then again, you know, there's a legitimate argument for people leaving because of uh, circumstances and all that stuff. But, I mean, this, the John told me about this idea three and a half years ago, and I don't know if this was a Recovery thing. I think he was telling me that this is a FEMA thing that they were already t- looking at, um, sub let's say prior to the storms, you know, and I guess it got accelerated or made even more sense as a result of Irma. And here we are closing out 2023. This is 2020 summertime, spring summertime when Jean Griot, the late Jean Griot, told us of this idea. And and twenty twenty four is less than three months away. And we still can't get off the ground, man. Even great ideas can't can't move past the idea level, man, the idea phase, man. Come on, man. And then they claim I think it's they claim um the location they were looking at. Uh, they found out um, that. It may have been may have been uh, a graveyard and to burial sites and all that stuff. But it looked like every time we got a, a, a sound suggestion idea plan and there's always something obstructing. When I gun done man It's frustrating. It really is. You know, we got all this money. You know, we, 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 we're we going through a generational reset as it relates to our infrastructure. Are we struggling too much, man? Seriously, man. It's got to be frustrating for everybody. You know, we struggle too much just to put you know, certain plans in place. And then, you know, I, I'm a talking head here on the radio, and, you know, we got... Good morning. And we got, um, you know, so you might be listening, and you're saying, well, you know, well, he been a senator for 12 years, how come he didn't do nothing? Wait, what do I want me to do? I did what I was supposed to do. I got right to be frustrated, you know, because here we are, you know, in 2020, and I'm sure that this plan was uh, suggested or idea was suggested long before that. You know, the idea for, for um, a generator in St. John, specifically for the circumstances that we're dealing with now in St. Thomas and St. John, because of their complete dependency on the randolph Power plant from a generating capacity standpoint. And if you put a generator in place in St. John, at least temporarily, they won't have to be uh, dependent on what's going on in St Thomas, and now the whole territory based on what I you know read uh on the source and what was confirmed just now by um I mean the whole district I'm sorry uh what um Superintendent Jurgen just said they're done since one twenty this morning. had we had that generator in place, at least St John could have you know had something temporarily working uh to their benefit. we'll take a break. And come back, and we'll start the conversation early with um, Mr. Sean Krigger, Director and Deputy State Historic Preservation Officer for the Virgin Islands Historic Preservation Office in the studio. Be back right after this.
0: Forum, a non-profit organization since 1996, is proud to present the Kevin Jansen Piano Trio to kick off our 2023-2024 season, Saturday, October 7th at 8 p.m. in the prior Jolick Hall on Anthony's campus. This young piano trio from the Juilliard School will be presenting the work of Franz Joseph Hayden, Dmitry Sostakovich, and Franz Schubert. The courtyard opens an hour before the event with small meals and desserts by Amalia Cafe. Ticket sales online at www.theforumusvi.org or 646-725-3353 or email theforumusvi at gmail.com.
5: As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News
3: weekday afternoons.
0: From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands
1: We're you know, setting up some logistics here uh, for my guests, who was supposed to come out at nine. but one of those days where uh, we actually get them a little bit uh, earlier, we got Mr. Sean Krieger uh, here uh, in the studio. He is the Director and Deputy State Historic Preservation Officer for the Virgin Islands State Historic Preservation Office. Good morning, Mr. Director. How are you?
5: Good morning, Senator. Uh, Good. Well, and thank you for
1: having me. Neville. Neville okay. <laughs> yes, Now, I appreciate the respect But I mean, I, I want I her to be comfortable I go with Neville okay. First name basis Yes sir So who is Sean Kriger
5: Sean L. Kriger Virgin Islander uh, Born in St. Thomas mm-hmm. I have Put respects I have cruiser roots
1: Yeah Kriger Kriger yeah, yeah. A true Kruger. territorial name
5: Yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. Um, My uh, maternal Great grandmother Was born in St. Croix Lived in St. Croix mm-hmm. Until she moved Out of St. Croix. Uh Saint Thomas. Don't you
1: abandon St. She abandoned St. Mm. Sure. <laughs> yes. My apologies. No, I'm just teasing I, I, like, I like the, like the, the job there. Yeah. She's a, she, a, she was a quicker?
5: No, no. She was a George.
1: She was a a George. A George, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, talk some more. Tell us about your history. Uh, over there. Um Savan or Country?
5: Actually, interesting enough, uh, when my parents got me, they were living at Solborg. Solborg. Yeah, Frenchman Hill. No,
1: in Shalter, Marley. bug. That's my stamping ground. That's Lola Willis. That's, that's uh, over there. Uh, on top of um, Scott Free and Upper John Dunco and all that stuff.
5: Wait, but not that high up. Not that high up. Yeah, your Lola Them is higher up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're more down. Down in the flat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just as you come up behind
1: yeah. a college school in that area. Calus. Okay, okay, yeah. So this, that's like Upper Savannah then? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's then, not, What a place name, um, View?
5: just...
1: What do you call it? Uh, yeah, so palm, palm Court. Type, palm palm, palm court, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: So when So when they were living there, I mean, it's just a little bit up. I mean, matter fact, in, in the apartment go, building... pull the microphone okay. in front
1: of you so you go there and relax. You sit, lean back in the coach. You got coach there. <laughs> since uh, since uh, you got uh, company. You got a yeah, yeah, person, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the coach, you a know, coach. I'm your shrink. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, sir. So, so no, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm no, no, just no, having fun. But get comfortable. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, so... Public school, parochial school, private school, uh.
5: Started out with uh, All Saints school in Garden Street. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: But, you know, I was
5: one of those kids where children were kind of played around, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody else doing their thing. And, you know, my mom used to talk to me, your grandmother talked to you, your dad talked to you. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had some little rough areas start there. Rough yeah. start. But yeah. it was one thing I must say that um, was a blessing. In uh, kindergarten, I got inspired. We went on a few trips to um, a site, a historic site in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. and it was a video. You remember, there used to be an IMAX studio in um, Drake's Passage on the second floor. I I mean, so we went there, we saw a video where this man had made this promotional video for the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I saw was an arch. (coughs) And when we went back to class, the teacher, uh, Miss Hurst was her name. She was our first kindergarten teacher. She um, had an assignment for us to cut out shapes, cut out shapes and different things. And I cut out the shape out of an arch. And Neville, I, I, I God honest truth, it was as though God implanted a seed in my mind that...
1: Divine, divine intervention.
5: Divine intervention. Yeah. And it was like, boom, you are going to do, your career is going to be people that draw and create buildings. Mm-hmm. God and his truth. Wow. From five years old, Mm -mm. I was inspired to be an architect. And through that time, through the help of my grandmother, my father, my mother, you know, family members, encouraging, I was on a pursuit for architecture.
1: So... You went to All Saints all the way through or you move on? To?
5: No, so because of my uh, set of academic challenges mm. there, my mom and things, you know, they're paying tuition. We yeah, can't be, you no, know.
1: I went to a parochial school, sir. That was in Dunstan's.
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Home of
1: yeah, Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Episcopalian, like, like All Saints. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
5: So we were pulled out. Um, We went to public school. Mm-hmm. And I started at Peace Corps school. Peace Corps. At, at that time, yeah. Ms. Bowski was the principal.
1: That's, that's down there and the... What side of the island is that? That's
5: on the north side. On the north, side, yeah, off, um, over the top. You, yeah, you, by... uh. And you know, go down the hill. Windberg, yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you
1: go down the hill there. Yeah, near yeah.
5: by Mahogany Road. Okay, uh uh-huh. So went there till um sixth grade. hmm You know, again, God intervening, beautiful teachers. They had those additional academic assistance.
1: Plus, that location is ideal for, for learning.
5: Oh, yeah, very calm. Yeah. Very peaceful yeah, yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. by the grace of God... I turned around academically, mm-hmm. left there as an honor student.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
5: yeah, so from there we went, my sister and I, we went to Alila Kankarain Junior High School.
1: Yeah, right? content. Yeah. Lower content, yeah.
5: yeah um, seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then from there we went to Shah Mali High School. Chicken Hot? Yes, sir. Okay. Excel always.
1: What year you graduate from high school?
5: 1990. I okay. uh, thought we weren't going to get to graduate because Hugo had hit us. Yeah,
1: eighty nine ninety. That's right. Yeah.
5: Um, yeah, But fortunately, you know, we all made it through. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went to a school in New York City, Pratt Institute. What, the Pratt? Yeah, Pratt, okay, okay. Brooklyn, um, yeah. Clinton Hill.
1: Yeah.
5: Awesome experience. Now,
1: Pratt, Pratt had... It's tentacles in the territory for years. I guess. For sure. We had uh, one of my friends, uh, Steve Hutchins, one of my classmates. His name was Eric Hutchins. His older brother, Steve, had went to Pratt. Uh, he was an engineer, I think it was. Or, no, he was an architect. He's an architect. He's an architect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, actually yeah. worked with Steve You're on a couple Steve, of projects. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't
5: yeah. know he went to Pratt.
2: Yeah, maybe
5: didn't yeah, tell me. yeah. Why? Yeah, it's a small world. He's you a know Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, but I'm not surprised, though, because, you know, uh, so many virgin analysts went to the mainland and excelled and got that degree got that got that paper absolutely to let them know that um, you know our foundation our educational foundation is you know even though we we got some struggles uh from a uh how would you say across the board standpoint um with test results and all that stuff um there are examples like yourself and a uh, uh, Steve Hutchins, which is proof that uh you know you know we got it done here you it's know, just a matter of maximizing what we have. You know what I'm saying?
5: So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that we have, um, Neville, is we have a lot of teachers that care.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. They're the best. You know, yes, you because know, they're they, they pulling double duty. A lot of them doing parenting during the daytime. and oh, all yeah. That stuff, so. Oh, yeah. That we're good. Another school in that year, Cooper Union. Uh, um, my friend, Kenny Benjamin. You know Kenny from St. Thomas? Yeah, Church? man. man know, I know that, Kenny. That's my University of Miami uh, hurricane. Uh, oh, okay. Partner. Uh, alumnus, fellow alumnus. Uh, he had a friend that went to Cooper Union. No, that's downtown New York. That's in Manhattan, right? In Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. another architectural and uh, engineering school, I think it is. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we, 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 we've we made uh our mark. So talk a little bit about living in Brooklyn.
5: So Brooklyn was really interesting. So, you know, when I uh, went to, came into Pratt, it I- was
1: an- Island boy moving to Concrete
5: moving to concrete you know i was fortunate because i had family circle there
1: that's my
5: yeah my my mom's uh, my mom's sister was right down on gates avenue auntie auntie yeah auntie Clarice, clarice ashby
1: yeah
5: um so rest in peace um she was there so i had that support i had my well my at the time my father's brother mm-hmm. and was living in New York he had extended family I have lots of cousins uncle yeah, yeah. so it, it was like a second home yeah you know, man so for yeah. me in that well side.
1: that's a the New York City is a second home for the virgin Islands.
5: yeah and I know for you too I mean of I know course you. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah
1: man we talked about what Malik Siko was on um, back in August so we spoke about that uh, the migration and uh, yeah. how um, probably got more indigenous virgin Islands living in New York City than we got here in the territory just because of the migration that lasted 60, 70 years, you know. Yes, sir.
5: So yeah, absolutely. So,
1: so, so, that's, so that's good.
5: But, you know, at that time, it was a really interesting period because there was a change. There was a transition coming. You had um, Mayor Dinkins, first African-American uh, mayor elected in New York City. The things are changing. I was seeing it, you know. And it's so interesting in not only our architecture school, but I also studied um city and regional planning. Mm-hmm. And so we were going into the neighborhoods in New York. And then today, Neville, when you go back to those areas, to see the transition, the change that was made, not only by the city making a um, a concerted effort to improve the infrastructure, but also the effects of zoning. Mm-hmm. Zoning plays a big role in big. transforming.
1: Matter of fact, Donald Trump dealing with that now, <laughs> with that Mar-a-Lago uh, situation that we're uh, one of the arguments um, as relates to taxation right he has this monstrous property in Palm Beach right. but because of covenants deeds, and zoning is zoned as a social club and not a residential right. neighborhood a res- res- residential property so as a result maybe on the uh, in the marketplace if it was a residential b- b- market you could get hundreds of millions oh yeah but because of the deeds and the covenants he only paying taxes on $26.6 million because of the limitation, it being a social club. Right. That speaks to how zoning could impact everything, in particular costs. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Basilatly brought that to my attention. I, I wasn't really up to, to snuff on that uh, as I should have been. And then when Basilatly, uh, I served with him for like a year and about eight months before he went to work um, for the Department of Interior. He kept talking about planning, planning, planning. And um, we, we, were, we were void. We've been for it here in the territory over yeah. the years. Yeah,
5: it's just yeah. definitely. Now that we don't have
1: the capacity, we just haven't paid the attention to detail. Correct. Mm. Correct.
5: Yeah. Again, I get talking about yeah, you see those transitions and changes. And when I came into DPNR, you know, I came in first as a as an intern.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and I highlights. Who was the Commissioner?
5: Uh, Roy Adams. Yeah, man. Roy so, Adams. So that's early nineties. Yeah, it was mid 90s. Mid nineties. Ninety-one, ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you no, know, nothing happens by chance. I was in Niski Center, met um, Myron Jackson. He was then at the time the senior planner mm-hmm. in the State of Preservation Office. Yeah, New no, York Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, he went to uh, what was it? FIT, I yeah, think, yeah, in, uh, yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, Claudette Lewis, Claudette C. Lewis was the director. Okay. And he said, "Listen, come upstairs. Let me introduce you to my director." Um, met Miss Lewis. Um, she liked me, saw something in me, gave me an opportunity to work with them as an intern. And uh, at that this time. Is, this is
1: summer when you go home for the summer? Yeah, summer. yeah,
5: Summer. Yeah. I was working actually at Port Authority in their engineering office for the summer. But they had a time at limitation. When you can only do like I think it was like
1: two years straight. That's so Garden Finch. He was he was a um, executive director then?
5: Uh I think so. Mm-hmm. And um Darlin Brin was, Darlin Brin, was yeah. in the
1: planning office. Yes, Again, yeah, another yeah. start work yeah, of man. planning. Yeah, man, yeah, man. You know, a great athlete too. Oh, like I didn't a, know that. Yeah, man. Baseball? What? Okay. He's about antennas. Okay. Yeah, darling. I read about him before I met him. I read about him in the Daily News. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 darling. Okay. Cool dude, too. Yeah, yeah, very if nice if guy. You, yeah, you know? very calm, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah,
5: yeah. He
1: was. He, he tel- was cool. a
5: quiet storm. Yeah, you know, very, <laughs> yeah,
1: he very he were cool. deep. He was cool. And he came before the legislature to testify and all that stuff. Yeah, he, he knows stuff. Yeah. No, that's the good thing about that. Again, Absolutely. learned Virgin Islanders. Absolutely. That we, Absolutely. Uh, that we don't take. We don't appreciate enough. That's just me. I don't want to you know, get into that. I mean, we love them, but we don't really appreciate them. We like we like to beat up on our own a little bit too much Agree. for my liking. Agree. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. that's a topic for another discussion. That's, yes, that's, yes. A, that's a human relations thing. So you graduate when, 94, 95?
5: Well, 95 because the architecture program, the certified program, the five-year, five-year program. Five-year But yeah, while yeah. I was there, the school was introducing. Well, they already had started it. This um, combined degree program, mm-hmm. where you could study architecture, city and regional planning. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, went back for another year, did additional studies um, in city and regional planning. You know, circumstances. Twenty so first, ninety six. Ninety six, but um. Mm-hmm.
1: So you weren't here from Maryland?
5: No, actually, I was not.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a crossroad. Yeah. Event. But I came September
5: back. Yeah, I came back home for the for the summer
1: though. Mm-hmm. Um, 96. Na, no, 95. Oh, you were here before Marilyn hit in September of 95. Yeah. Marilyn hit September 95.
5: September 95?
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: What did I do? Yeah.
1: You graduate that year and then you do another year after that?
5: Yeah, I went back, but yeah. I'm trying to remember now whether I stayed. <laughs> I may have stayed. Yeah in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I
5: definitely came back home in the summer of 96. 96. But yeah. I started with DPNR.
1: Yeah, that's when um, in um Brent Blade and Rocky Labor them had as a result of Maryland had moved legislation to change our building code because we had Marilyn exposed some flaws that we had had. Yes. And uh they they moved legislation to address that. That's why you know, you know, the buildings really don't get knocked on and and well do not get me wrong, you know. They 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 man them back in the day. They know how to put a building together, true, right? True, yeah. But um, <clears throat> we don't really suffer as much building structure as we did. Now we did with Roman Maria, you know, because the wreck hit is a direct hit. Correct. Uh, but um, um, that building code, uh, that that modification, that amendment that we did uh, in the mid '90s, as a result of Marilyn, was was very very uh, important. So you been home ever since?
5: Yes, sir. Mid,
1: yeah. Uh, so mid '90s to now. Yeah. Okay, that's good.
5: Yeah, been right. been home, you know, doing the best I can. You know, you know, mm-hmm. I could have stayed in, in New York, you know, A lot of long. people could stay. Yeah, but I came back home because mm-hmm. I love I love the Virgin Islands, and I, I, I wanted world. to implement mm-hmm. a lot of the things I was
1: seeing done,
5: mm-hmm. you know, in the, the mainland. Your,
1: your, your fan club done done chiming in already done got kind of question Oh, yeah? oh <laughs> yeah. And on a first name basis and said it said action about the law regarding a hero statute at Vendors Plaza. Yes, so. So, 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 we're, we're talking right there on the waterfront before you get to the legislature by where the fire station is. That's right. Benders Plaza, right? Yeah, Benders Plaza. And what's the hero statute? What's that?
5: So, when uh, Senator Jackson and I think Senator Blyden um, had brought forth the legislation to move King Christian the ninth mm-hmm. statue from Emancipation mm-hmm. Garden, one of the provisions that was included in that was that there will be the creation of a version of Heroes Heroes Plaza in what is today the Vendors Plaza once that Vendors Plaza is removed cuz you know with the um, Veteran Drive Highway Project phase 1B yeah and two they're going to repurpose that area correct correct
1: okay okay so so that's that's a working plan. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. I mean a plan and work, whatever the term is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. A I mean, plan in motion. A plan in motion. Plan in motion. Sorry about that. Yeah. We got Sean Krieger here. A great uh, introductory segment there. Native Virgin Um been home for the better part of thirty years. We'll take a break. We'll come back right after this.